You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome back to the Oz Network. We have made it. This is the season, the series finale of Nip Tuck, season six, episode nineteen. Hero Yoshimura. This is our one hundredth episode of Nip Tuck. I, I can't believe I'm saying that. It, it is really, really quite bizarre. But we are here. Um, to review this this landmark episode, um, close this thing out, um, and yeah, talk about all the loose ends being tied together. Well, let's hope so. Anyway, um, this episode aired on the third of March, two thousand and ten. It was directed by John Scott um, and written by Ryan Murphy. So not directed by Ryan Murphy, but written by him. Um, so yeah, that will be something interesting to talk about. And uh, let's get into it. Um, my name is Nick and. Uh, do you really need to start right now with all the jerk-off comments? And my name is Ben, and do you really think you're the one who can complete me? <laughs> well, we're going to complete this uh, this this recap. Um, I can't believe we're actually here. It's quite a surreal moment, I think. We're not here, Nick. This is episode one, pilot, first aired on uh, yeah. June. Um, <laughs> it's insane. Like, it is so insane. Like, we, we set off for all of these shows with the hope that we would get through all of the episodes. It's not like we say, yeah, let's cover Nip Tuck, probably get to about episode 30, and they'll probably just bugger off and do something else. Um, but it's just kind of like one of these things you don't expect to happen. Oh, like, it's going to be a while. Like, oh my God, it's going to take forever. So when you kind of reach it, like, I guess it's kind of like high school or university. Like, you start, you want to finish, you hope you're going to finish, and when you get to graduation, you're like, holy fuck, I'm graduating. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's this, in terms of the context of this show, because... You know, you're listening to this, you might be listening to our third watcher, our, our lost ones, and in the future, hopefully we've finished those. This is the first one that we're finishing out of those three, uh, you know, sort of powered through these a lot. So if you're wondering why maybe we're a little bit talking this up a little bit more, it's like, Ben, you finished third watch, Ben, you finished lost, what are you talking about? It's because this is the first one of the three that we've actually done. So, and that was a big thing for us starting the, the Oz Network and kind of spinning it off from Survivor Oz was to expand on it, do other things, and, uh, you know, try and do these TV show rewatches, particularly maybe shows that necessarily haven't been covered anymore. So, Nick, I also will say at the end of this uh, that uh, we have created world history today as the very first podcast to officially cover every single episode of Nip Tuck. So we are on a history-making <laughs> moment here today as well. Oh, I wonder if the Guinness Book of World Records will be in touch at I'm some sure point. I'm sure they will uh, be. Soon. Yeah, so we can get our photo taken for that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it is one of those things you kind of, you start off and I, I guess probably, you know, we talk a lot about in context of, you, you know, our involvement and, and um, our friendships kind of been through Survivor and Survivor's the show that never ends. You know, at the time of recording this, we're kind of 36 seasons in and still feels like it's going to go forever. And um, to actually get to the end of something is, is quite cool you know it's nice to actually be able to put a capper on it and and talk about the last ever episode of a show because you know survival will still probably be going long after we're dead it'll probably be you know like season 160 and jeff still hosting and yeah it, it feels like it will just go on and on forever so um to actually get to the end of something and talk about it and it's it's finality and, and be able to look at you know which we will do and in, in, you know the next couple of episodes will obviously talk about season six as a whole and then the whole thing um we'll be able to kind of take that bird's eye look of the, at the entire production of, of Nip Tuck, all 100 episodes. So, yeah, it is it is really fun to be able to, to kind of sit back and talk about that stuff. So, yeah, no, it, it, it is. It's cool. And um, I think we probably just need to get on to this because we could probably just talk all day about um, I, I just, uh, our, quickly, <laughs> our achievement. Really quickly, though, before you get started, is that I, I remember 
uh, on our many road trips across New Zealand, well, the North Island of New Zealand when I was there in 2016, and us having conversations about, you know, future ideas for podcasts and, you know, us talking in depth about an idea that we could do for covering TV shows and movies. And I remember talking to you that if we ever did something like this, we should cover Nip Tuck because uh, that was a show that both you and I loved. So, uh, you know, personal moment there, Nick, between you and I, but I just I remember having that conversation a couple of years ago and uh, I'm glad that we're here finally uh, reaching this moment uh, after having that chat. Yeah, it is. It's cool and it, it is nice to finish something. I think that's always really, really cool is to, is to kind of get to the end of a journey. So, yep, no, it, it is really cool to be here and uh, let's talk about it. So we kind of start this whole thing off and I kind of think I expected the, the previously on to, to kind of maybe span over the whole season, but it doesn't. It's really kind of focused on what happened in the last episode um, and, you know, we kind of jumped straight back into a little bit of resolution with, you know, obviously because what we saw in the last episode was, was Matt disappearing off in a limo, you know, leaving his own wedding um, and Sean kind of watching him drive away with Ava and, and straight away we kind of get back into it where Matt turns up and, um, you know, confronts Sean and, and Christian and, you know, he's kind of run away with Ava and they're going to Rio to, to get the surgery done on, on Raphael and um, he wants to leave Jenna with them. And so, you know, I've got to give him credit. We go straight into the resolution, which is, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of pleased we do that. Um, yeah, it's, you know, it, it, it's good to kind of get straight into that stuff. And, and you know, Matt's going to obviously be quite a big um, focal point of this episode. And I think one thing to note on that previously on is uh – I'm guessing there was a, a deleted scene or some sort of extra scene because we actually see Ramona in the wedding dress looking all happy and from memory we Oh, didn't, no, I did, we did, did I'm we? pretty sure we did. I think we did see that. It was a real quick kind of cutaway shot, but I'm pretty sure we did see that in the last episode. It was literally one shot, um, you know, during that the kind of montage type stuff of everybody at the wedding. And, yeah, I'm pretty sure that was there. Pretty pretty sure then I mustn't pay attention. You think I'd learn after 100 episodes, but um, apparently... Uh, <laughs> I'm just, you can be forgiven for yeah, missing the odd, yeah. the odd stuff. <laughs> Time we get to this. <laughs> Apparently. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's an interesting start. I mean, this is the one I jumped the gun with last week, assuming that it was this week where he's obviously, um, you know, Christian's like, Oh, I'm going to steal Jenna, you know, never see her again. And, um, yeah, I, I, I do, I do like sort of Christian's line, you know, it's like, I give up, you know, you're always finding creative ways to screw up, which has just been this trope with Matt. Um, uh, but like the thing I appreciate here about John Hensley's performance and Matt is just like, there always is a sense of desperation to Matt when he makes these new decisions, you know, like, uh, he's Ariel, you know, she's a Nazi, like, oh, please help her with her skin, like, you know, oh, uh, this is this, is that, like, you always feel a desperation to him. Here he feels actually confident in, like, this is it, this is my decision. Um, and I think that he handles it very well in this episode, and, you know, I'll allude to that a little bit when, you know, we can kind of bring up what John Hensley said to us in his interview about what he kind of thought would have been a good way for Matt to end. But uh, that's just something I think it's a very mature way that Matt handles a lot of this stuff this episode, finally, after everything. But one thing I also quickly mentioned, and I don't know if this is just something I do or you do it too, but whenever you're doing a rewatch of a show, um, you know, like you sort of the first time or so you'll watch the opening credits and kind of, you know, you're watching 100 episodes of the show, you don't want to watch it 100 times. So you generally skip the opening credits. I always, for the last episode on a rewatch of a show, will watch them. Because I'm always like, this is the last time I'm ever going to see these credits. Um, so, like, I don't know if you do that, but, I mean, I definitely sat here and uh, watched the opening credits one final time. And uh, I know we talked about it in the very first episode about how they're kind of a bit weird and a bit loopy. Um, but, uh, yeah, just appreciate our uh, Make Me Beautiful uh, one more time. Yeah, I think it's it's one of those things that it's quite a... 
you, you've got to like it for its simplicity. It's it's never changed, you know. Like, and I think you know other shows kind of change their their opening credits from time to time and might refresh them. And you know, I'm pretty sure this is frame for frame exactly what it was, other than the names that you get obviously well, change from season season but other than that i don't think you know we've all, we've still got the palm trees in the background which kind of gives that florida feel well i was to just it. going to interrupt you there and just say that that that's one key thing that i think i noticed this time around is that not only have the palm trees because i mean i guess you could say well palm trees are in california too but that's along the main strip of miami beach because it's those famous art ducky kind of houses i never remember the right. name of that street i've been on that street but like that's kind of the famous street of miami beach and that's still in the background so they could have easily updated this in season five and put like you know the la skyline the hollywood sign but they didn't they kept it the same so yeah 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 and i think you know i talk about you know another show that i that i have watched and the walking dead obviously changes its its main credits every time and um there's this kind of thing where you know as the show goes on the actual walking dead title that you see at the end of the credits gets kind of more and more kind of um grungy and and, and dirty each season it's kind of a, a, a trademark that they've got whereas nip tuck it's never changed so it's been that staple that's been with us regardless you know just like sean and christian and, and i guess liz and you know it's been there since the start and it's still here at episode 100 so but always nice to to kind of look at that i suppose um yeah, yeah so we kind of get through that and and uh yeah we get this whole thing where liz they kind of come in and put a blindfold on her and um kind of walk her out and, and obviously they've uh they've made her a partner or they're, they're going to offer her a partner i suppose and they put her name on the on the front desk um and the paperwork's going to be with her lawyers and i do like this kind of scene they kind of look at her and go you know do you think she's ready and you know it's a kind of nice little um comedic sweet scene really i think it, it is really nice and um you know I'm, I'm pleased for liz that we get a nice storyline for liz to kind of finish off this um this show for her in a good way which i think you know we got a slider you know it was alluded to wasn't it in the Dr. Griffin episode about it, you know, that we said kind of it came out of nowhere, but it's something that, you know, yeah, okay, we can see it. And I appreciate that they do this. And I think it is just such a nice little way to kind of have this with Liz. Like, it it really is. And, um, yeah, just the way they kind of do it. I mean, the sort of, um, I guess... Um, oh, what am I trying to say? What's the word? Obsessive compulsive in me kind of is annoyed the way they kind of lay out the name, like underneath. Like, I know they sort of say, oh, you're underneath because you support us. But, like, I mean, you could have scooched that along to the left a little bit. I mean, it's a long fucking desk, guys. Like, <laughs> make it look nicer than that. But, um, yeah, yeah. yeah, I, I do. Yeah, it's a nice moment. I think it's, it's such a great little moment for Liz. It's kind of weird though that we kind of get. Then we obviously go into our uh, our final titular patient ever, which is um, you know this um, hero Yoshimura, and we kind of go in and and um, Liz is there doing the kind of tell us what you don't like about yourself. Now, you know, I, I do have to kind of make a little bit of a, a deal out of this because I think if you're going in for plastic surgery, I don't really need my anaesthetist in there um, asking me questions. I don't feel like that's really her role. Um, so it does kind of, I, you know, I obviously get the kind of comedy value and, you know, the fact she's a partner and all that, you know, it's kind of a sweet scene, but I actually didn't really need it if I'm being totally honest. It's not one of those things that um, it kind of feels like a fulfillment that she's there sitting in the chair as an equal. I, it just didn't, you know, I don't think that's something that you would you would actually see in real life. Ah, I mean, I see it, but I also disagree. I think it's a nice moment. I mean, she's a partner of the practice, so I feel as though her importance level is there, and I think kind of it does lead us to a nice little moment with Liz when she will say, you know, like, 
I've done so many of these surgeries and I've never heard the human side of it. And, you know, I've always been quick to judge, but now I can hear the side of it. And I, I like that fact because, I mean, that has been an ongoing thing of Liz, hasn't it? Like she's, she's the, the moral compass of this group. You know, she's going to sit there and, oh, why did they do this themselves? Why this? Why that? And I guess this is kind of one of those concludery things where it, like it does explain why she's like that. Like I, I, I kind of like it. Like, I mean, I totally get your point. Like it's a random thing to be in there, but I guess, you know, she's, she's become part of the, the practice now. Her name's on the door. So, you know, this also saves face that you're going to get people walking in the door and go, McNamara, Troy, Cruz, where's Cruz? Why is there only two of you here? So I think kind of that in my way makes sense. But I, I, I love this. I don't, I'm probably jumping ahead here, but yeah, our titular character here, uh, it's a fun little one to end it on. Um, and I think it's very nip tuck to kind of have one of this style in the final episode. Yeah, I think it's good. And yeah, I mean, I, my my critique there of Liz being in the room is a very, very minor thing. So don't get me wrong, it's not a big deal. Um, and yeah, I think that this um, this Japanese porn star, you know, I think it's a, it's quite a sweet kind of story, basically, where you know he's his wife died and he's what, seventy tools. I think he says, and he's become a um, a porn star, and he you know makes makes older people feel like they're not dead. You know that there's still there's still value in life. And I like this whole idea about you know that he feels. It gives him value, which I think is quite an interesting way of putting it, that, you know, everybody's looking for value in life and who are we to judge where people find it. So I think it is quite a, you know, surprisingly, you know, trust Nip Tuck to be able to make a um, a sweet story out of a 72-year-old Japanese porn star. So, you know, well done. Well done, guys. You've, you've done well here. And um, basically the reason he's there is that he had a, uh, a heart attack and had open heart surgery and he wants to remove the scar because it's um, – you know, a bit distracting to his viewers, I suppose you would say. Um, and yeah, we then pretty much go straight into the surgery scene, um, which is kind of weird. I'm not sure why they're not wearing masks in this. Um, it, you know, it, it's it's kind of unusual. It, normally, we see these guys with masks on. I don't understand quite why they don't have masks in this surgery scene. Maybe Japanese people are very clean. Um, I, I I really don't know. That's a very good. I didn't actually notice that. So um, yeah, um, it's just it's quite yeah. It's just it's quite jarring because you know we've gone. I think you know ninety nine episodes or you know the odd time when they haven't. I think is when they've been doing things like the one I remember is the the Rose and Raven Rosenberg scene where basically the two patients were already dead, so they didn't need to wear masks. Um, but yeah, generally speaking, we're very used to seeing these guys wearing masks. It's um yeah, it's just it, it's unusual, but actually not a big deal. Um, yeah, and, and as you alluded to before, you know, Liz is kind of talking about that knowing this patient kind of makes it easier for her to to understand what they're doing, and she she's less judgmental, which I think is yeah, I think that's that's quite a nice little scene here. Um, I mean, we, you mentioned obviously that this was written by Ryan Murphy, and I mean, just a quick comment on that is I feel that I would have felt very robbed if this last episode wasn't written by Ryan Murphy, and I mean, okay, he doesn't direct it, um, but. You know, we've talked a lot about how he sort of switched focus at this point to Glee and kind of moved away from the show. But we've also talked a lot about how this kind of was his baby. You know, I mean, Popular was there and then this was it. And, you know, many would argue it was Glee that made him a, a household name. And that's probably true in terms of, you know, the overall effect on popular culture. But I would argue it was Nip Tuck that really shot him up into the stratosphere because, you know, he obviously won the Golden Globe for this show. Um, and for a large portion of the show, and again, this is something we'll probably talk at least in the next couple of weeks, but my point is, you can feel the Ryan Murphy element to this episode, and I think it's very important that he has written this final episode. So I'd love to be able to go back and do some statistics on his shows that have had a, a proper finale. I'm not talking about shows that were kind of like cancelled after a season. 
Um, and I'm assuming he would have written all these finales because, I mean, you know, Ryan Murphy does seem to, you know, take very good care of his shows even when he does step away from them. Like, he never completely forgets them. So, um, yeah, with this sort of the, the Japanese porn and all that sort of stuff, like, it definitely has that quirky sort of Ryan Murphy mixed with Nip Tuck style to it, which I appreciate that we get that in the final episode. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think it it is kind of really fitting with this. You know, this does feel like it's um, kind of the right one for him, really. Um, it, I'm kind of quite interested in. So we've got this guy. Um, sorry, I've, uh, I've already forgotten his name. John Scott, who was the the credited director with this, and um, it's not a name that I've kind of seen jump out at me a whole lot. I, I could be wrong about that, but he doesn't feel like he's one that we see a whole lot. And I'm just kind of going through, um, you know, the kind of. Um, his imdb kind of credits here and you know there's a lot of credits for nip tuck but it's all his camera operator and i do wonder if maybe ryan murphy did direct this one and imdb's maybe telling me well, no i've got i've got it, at least wikipedia to interrupt you they're saying the same john stewart scott um and if i quickly scroll yeah. through here his first episode that he directed it seems is actually season four Five, which was uh, Ricky Wells. Um, I mean, it's interesting to say about the camera and to kind of go into that because, um, you know, we've had... Um, uh, why have I gone blank on his name? I feel terrible. Um, I'll, I'll get his name in a minute. Third Watch guy who started off as a, a, a cameraman, basically, and he... he he graduated to directing and, uh, you know, through his interviews, he's appeared twice, he basically explained how that worked. And I think a lot of camera sort of operators do go this route um, and kind of, you know, they, they, they see a lot of what's happening on set and everything along those lines. So, um, I mean, that is interesting that kind of, you know, he's gone from that way to that way. Um, Guy Norman B. God, I feel terrible. Sorry, Guy, if you ever listen to this. Um, great interviews. We did two of them with him. So, uh, yeah, definitely worth listening to some behind-the-scenes stuff, mainly in Third Watch. But um, anyway, my point is, I don't know what my point is. Uh, he's a camera operator. He's directed stuff. Yes, I, I'm just rambling. Shut me up, Nick. You've had 100 yeah, episodes of me putting up with me doing this. Yeah, <laughs> I'm used to it by now. But no, I think it's, um, I guess my, my larger point that I'm trying to make there is that I'm surprised that Ryan Murphy doesn't get the director credit here or that not even maybe Ryan Murphy, but one of these other ones, you know, the kind of Brad Falchuk or whatever, you know, that we've had some familiar names along the road here. And it, I'm really surprised that, you know, it, it wouldn't be one of those big names that steps in and directs this final episode. You would think that they would have their fingerprints all over it. So it is kind of surprising to me that it's left to somebody else to do this. Um, that's no disrespect to him because I think the, you know, the episode looks really good. It's well, to me, it's well directed. So it's not something that, um, I think was a bad choice. It's just a surprising choice i suppose so um yeah i mean it's just a comment um nothing really behind it and, and we can probably just move on anyway and uh we kind of get this next scene where they're kind of sean and julia are at this um the, the baby shop or whatever it is and um, they're shopping for liz and we kind of get this whole thing about you know julia kind of calls um sean out for not having a plan as such for dealing with what the boundaries of this this relationship will be because obviously he's the sperm donor he's got no legal rights he's signed all those away but he definitely seems to think in his mind that he's going to be there for liz and we, we're going to get more of that as we go forward so um it, it does kind of feel like sean's kind of just jumped around here a little bit it's a little bit of a different kind of demeanor that he's got to the last few episodes and i i guess that we to read between the lines that you know he's putting on a bit of a facade and this this whole thing that you know he 
is actually fine. Um, and, you know, he actually needs to be sat down and, and had a, a serious talking to to, to realise that, no, he's not fine and, and, you know, he needs to kind of make some changes in his life. Yeah, and I mean, you know, I kind of alluded to last week that I feel maybe some of the Sean and Christian stuff particularly is a bit rushed, but, you know, it's it's not that terrible. But, yeah, like, I mean, just, I, I touched on this last week. I, I, I don't like i i feel we need a, a scene with sean and julia just a lot more concluding that it's kind of like hey i'm let you go i've moved on or something like that but um yeah sean he's bounced around slightly this episode with his feelings and everything um and also i guess kind of the list stuff it's kind of interesting that he wants to be involved with the the raising of this baby but i guess it does also kind of feel in character with him as well because i mean very first yeah, season totally. when yep. uh he finds out that julie's pregnant he's the one going on about it when connor's coming about you know he, it, it feels character wise for him so um yeah, very much but i mean again i think i alluded to last week and i was wrong but this is the last i guess solo julia christian uh, sean scene so i'm a bit disappointed that this is it i feel like we could have had something a bit bigger or better but yeah no we've got it well, I, I guess that's probably the – you don't want to get too sentimental just because it's the last episode, and I think you could go down that road of everybody has to have their last final scene together, and it starts to become a little bit too sappy. And you know, So I, I like that I think they've made some pretty clear choices about which characters they want to give those kind of final big moments to. Um, and, you know, like in, in all fairness, you know, Julia hasn't been a major character on the show for quite some time, so I, I don't mind that we don't spend a lot of time with her. I'm glad she came back for these last couple of episodes but I didn't really need anything more than that. So um, I'm comfortable with what we got, um, and I think you need to be careful sometimes with these these final episodes that it doesn't just become a big, you know, wave goodbye to every single character and make sure they all have an interaction so you can tick it off the list. But it's a bit of a balancing act, eh? Like making sure you kind of get it right so people feel it's a worthy finale, but also not getting kind of caught in the sappiness. Yeah. Uh, I don't really have a whole lot to add. I think I kind of said my piece, but... um. You know, it, it is kind of interesting, I guess, kind of that we, we're going to get this scene, obviously, between Sean and, and, um, Liz. I mean, you're right, like, your point about sort of not having a scene that kind of, you know, an emotional scene with everyone. I mean, I see your point, but I, I guess I'm kind of a person who likes that, you know, I mean, particularly between our main ones. And I, I just feel Julia and Sean is a main enough one that we need it. So, yeah, maybe we can talk a little bit more about that next week or at the end of this episode. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess to to move forward with with characters that we do want to see interact, um, maybe a little bit more. Um, so we kind of get this whole thing with Ava, and she gets into her car, and Christian's got a um uh, an agreement with the driver, and uh, so basically, uh, I can't remember what the driver's name was, but it's quite funny, and you know, says, oh, you know, him and I have got an understanding or whatever it is, which is quite funny. Um, and you know, so basically, we get this whole thing where um, you know, they make an agreement that you know he will, he and Sean will do the Raphael surgery, um, in exchange for her leaving Matt um, which is you know I guess we kind of saw this coming it's you know it's not the first time we've kind of had something like this happen um, in fact it mirrors where we last left Ava basically that they made a similar agreement that if um, they you know organised for her final surgery to be done then um, she would leave Matt so it's, it's not the first time we've had this um, and you know I've always been a little bit critical when we keep recycling storylines but this isn't one that feels like we're just recycling it for the sake of it it does feel um, really necessary 
So yeah, and and I really like it because then we kind of go straight into the the Raphael surgery, and um, you know Matt kind of turns up, and you know, obviously is, is none the wiser. Ava hasn't had that conversation with them yet, so um, Christian kind of walks out and, and has a conversation with Ava, and um, she says that it will happen at the same time, you know, so she will break up with Matt during surgery, and that kind of leads to you know they're doing the surgery and they kind of see Matt and Ava standing there watching through the window, and then they leave, and and then it's it's. Matt who comes back and, and kind of looks at them and walks away. So um, I think it's all all these things are really really good and um, you know it, it, it's kind of these great characters kind of bouncing off each other. So um, it, it's all very well well put together and, and you're kind of drawn in by this whole scene. Which I think kind of going back to what I was saying about the maturity of Matt, kind of it it yeah like you're right about the sort of the recycling of the scenes, but uh, done in a different way and you know like yeah the the whole Christian getting into the limo with Ava and sort of blackmailing her i mean it's it's been done before but it's it's been four seasons that we've seen this you know it's not like oh god it's every season this happens you know what i mean like it's been a while but um also yeah like the surgery and sort of the way she lets him down again could play for this big dramatic moment but and you're expecting i guess matt to act a certain way aren't you but um again i just i like sort of his reactions here and kind of how he deals with it but I guess this maybe might be the moment to sort of bring up and kind of get your opinions on this kind of, because I feel like it's the perfect time to really kind of just dig a little bit into what John Hensley said. And for those who uh, haven't listened to our John Hensley interview in a while, or maybe you didn't listen to it after a certain point because you didn't want to be spoiled and finally now you can go back and catch up. I think when we raised this question to John and said, like, were you satisfied with the conclusion to, to Matt? he sort of implied that he always thought that Matt should have, I guess, killed himself after everything that kind of happened. And, you know, we touched on a little bit, I feel, with Kimber and everything that happened with there. But how would have you felt that at this point that maybe, like, you know, Matt's left Ramona, he's finally going to get um, Ava, but still he's been played around and he just he can never find happiness, it seems. And this is the part where he goes off and kills himself. I mean... On paper, it sounds like a real stretch. I'm sure they would have done it completely differently. Like, again, if you had have just said, oh, Kim is going to kill herself this season, you're going to be like, oh, my God. Like, how do you think it would have played out? Because I've just i always thought about that since John Hensley told us that, and it's not something I ever thought about until he brought it up. And it's something that, although I'm glad didn't happen, it's something that I feel could have been effective and could have worked. Well, I think if they had decided to go down that road, then they would have had to have done it sooner than the finale. I think that would have left a really, really. I'm not. I'm not saying that I need a happy, happy ending for all of this. I, I think that you can have a, a bitter ending or a, you know a sad ending. That's that's totally fine. But I think you wouldn't have wanted to end the whole show quite like that. You could have had him kind of, um, you know, maybe that happens a few a few episodes towards the end or whatever. Um, I actually happen to really like what we get with the kind of Matt storyline to finish because it's not, it's neither happy nor sad, really. It's kind of just Matt accepting that, you know, bad stuff is going to happen to him and he might as well find a good way to, to kind of live his life and, and be as happy as he possibly can given the circumstances. So I'm actually really satisfied with how we kind of end the Matt storyline. I didn't need a big dramatic ending for him kind of, you know, with him killing himself. That's not something I really need. Needed. You know, I mean, you never know until you see it on screen. So um, it might have worked really well. But for me, I think that the show's dark enough as it is. So I, I don't think you would have really, really needed that to sell the point that, you know, Matt's unhappy. I, I get the point that Matt's unhappy here and he's just accepted his unhappiness in a, in a different way. So I think this is just a better way of doing it, I would say. And I, I mean, again, don't disagree with anything you said. I will just 
close it out by saying I agree with you completely. Uh, I I really like the way they end Matt here in this episode and for the the, the show. So um, yeah, completely agree with everything. Yeah, said. I think it. Yeah, I think it's a really um, it's kind of quite a bold choice in terms of of what they decide to do with Matt, and you know we'll, we'll have that conversation when we get to the end of the episode. But it's I think it's kind of unexpected to to end it that way. I certainly kind of didn't really think that they would end it in such a way that Matt has admitted defeat but found a way around it. It's it's quite clever and bold. So we'll we'll get there and you know in just a little bit. And uh, you know at the moment we kind of get this whole thing. Um, and and you know like I say, I think the scenes are really good. I think. Kind Ava does the job really well. Um, you, you kind of you believe her straight away when she's kind of saying, "I don't love you" and all this kind of stuff because you know, as you find out later, you know that that that's true. Um, and you know, I, I I'm, I'm just really quite pleased with the acting we get here. It's it's so good to have an actress of this caliber back on the show. It's it, it's great, and uh, yeah, we're going to get some more of her going forwards. So we can kind of move on to the next scene, which is kind of Christian and Julia having this discussion. And um, I made the comment last week around Julia's accent, you know, because obviously Julia Richardson's English herself, um, and you know, it felt like it was really slipping. And this is the scene where I noticed it the most. She kind of she sounds very British in this, and you know, she's obviously just got past the point where she feels she needs to put on the accent quite so much. Um, I think it actually helps her acting. I think she is a, she's a better actress when she's not having to work so hard at an accent. Um, so this is a scene that I kind of quite enjoy with her, really. Um, yeah, and, and basically it's kind of just having this conversation with you know between Julia and Christian about Sean, um, and you know. Julia kind of decides that you know her her view of things is that Sean is you know he's just too scared to leave Christian and, and Christian kind of disagrees that they're you know they're a team who they are together so um, yeah I think it's this kind of Julia kind of planting the seed in Christian's head that Sean is pretending to be happy when he's actually not and this is the catalyst that's you know kind of moving us towards the end of this episode and, and the series obviously which is the acceptance I guess from Christian where kind of the one thing that I appreciate with the ending for Christian is that, you know, he accepts who he is. He's an asshole. He's never going to change. And I guess kind of, you know, I've established it in the last few weeks that that's what I always appreciate it. And I, I know kind of you've talked a lot about this season about how kind of, you know, there's nothing redeeming about Christian anymore. But I, I think you'd probably agree that they've kind of gotten to a point now where they've leveled him out enough now where it's like, okay, well, this is Christian. He's never going to change. Whereas Sean has always had that purpose of going out to do bigger and better things. And that's essentially what the end of this show is about. It's getting Sean out there and to finally live up to that purpose. And I think also the fact that we need to have Christian let him go himself. Yeah. Um, which, yeah. you know, it, it works. Um, so yeah, I mean, this is a scene I, I'm, I'd like to go back and rewatch kind of to hear the accent because it's definitely something that I noticed. Um, but again, it's a nice dialogue scene between these two. And this, this is maybe something that I'm wanting more from Julia coming back is to kind of have these moments and not the, Oh, I love you. I get hard every time I see you, you know, like this is kind of yeah. what I feel is a good use of Julia to bring her back yeah, into uh this moment. Well, I think we kind of have that moment really at the, at the wedding where the three of them kind of have, and, and you know, um, Christian kind of makes that joke about one one last three way for the road or whatever he says, and um, you know, I think at, at that point there's actually a real transition where they just become three friends, and you know, everything you kind of see in this last episode, there's none of that stuff, and um, I do think that all the Julia scenes where she's calm and having a good conversation with somebody are always where she's best. I think when she's yelling or moaning or whatever, you know, we've pointed it out plenty of times that that's where she's not good um so yeah i think this is this is where she's at her best um 
and yeah, you kind of make the point, and we'll get to it with Christian, obviously, towards the end of the episode, but, you know, he is a selfish man, and, you know, basically the biggest kind of selfless act that, that Christian can possibly make is to let Sean go. Um, he's never going to get more selfless than that. That is, that is the, the, the peak selfless level for, for Christian, and so that's a decision he has to make. Is he going to let Sean go? Um, and this is kind of creating that conflict in Christian's mind during this conversation. So it's a really good little placeholder that we're going to get back to in a, in a few scenes time. Um, but in the meantime, we've got to have a um, Japanese porn star orgy. Um, <laughs> Friday night. Yeah, which is, yeah, yeah it's, got, it's, it's pretty intense, actually, because these guys are kind of snorting cocaine and all sorts of things. It's, it's pretty full on, really. But, yeah, so obviously we kind of get, you know, Sean and, and Christian are in, um, you know, various states of undress and, um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's not a whole lot to this scene, really. They're just having a good time. And, and, you know, these two porn stars kind of come back, you know, scantily clad and Christian takes one of them off to his room. And, um, yeah, and then we kind of get the whole thing of Christian, uh, sorry, Sean's taken it too far and he's basically passed out. And so these two, these two women have to leave because, uh, Christian, uh, Sean's gone too far. Christian kind of has to put him to bed, you know, make this act of, you, you know, kind of, um, you know, being a good friend and put him to bed. And we kind of get this, this vision of Kimber where she basically goes on about she, you know, she doesn't miss him and he stole his soul and um, you know this and that really good line of uh, I, I don't remember exactly what it is about the same the same fate to waiting Sean you know that he stole Kimber's soul and and he's going to do the same to Sean and I think that's a a really good point that we kind of this this is the one scene that feels a little bit on the nose it, you know there's a lot of subtlety in this episode and this is a moment where there isn't a lot of subtlety and that's not a bad thing not everything has to be totally subtle and clever sometimes just a, a really kind of on the nose um very clear scene is a good thing and um i think this is probably a, a good time to have that you know where we get it really clearly laid out to christian what his choices here you know the choices to let sean go and and let sean be a, a better man because of it or to hold on to him for purely selfish reasons I think it's like, I mean, I have nothing to say on the Japanese porn stuff. Again, Friday night for me, awesome. But, uh, like, <laughs> I don't mean to be so blase about it. I'm not, I dislike it or anything. I just don't really have a lot to add on what you just said. But, I mean, it I. It almost just, just to jump in there, I think it almost just feels like I was halfway through watching this episode and I thought, we, we can't have a final episode of Nip Tuck without some kind of crazy sex scene. It just, yeah. it almost feels like it's there because it's one of those things we've seen on the show. We didn't have a lot of it in the last episode. We, we just have to have it really because otherwise, you know, we're going to go out with, you know, the last two or three episodes without a lot of the stuff. It, it, is, it has actually dried up quite a lot for these two blokes in the last few episodes. Yeah, I know the feeling. Uh, but, um, yeah, no, it's, I, I feel again that we needed something more from Kimber. And like, we didn't, I didn't really mention it a couple of weeks ago when I was talking, we were talking about the, um, Christian Troy 2 episode and kind of the, the dream sequence did involve Kimber and I didn't really sort of talk about that. But, um, I, again, I feel we needed something. It's a bit hard when she's dead. Um, but, you know, Nip Tuck's got to have a flash forward sidewards dream somewhere. You know what I mean? So, I think it's a good placeholder to kind of really, you know, snip Christian into gear with this. And I just kind of like, I, again, similar to what I said about Ava coming back, I would have felt a bit robbed if we didn't have some form of conclusion scene with Christian and Kimber. And I mean, you, you're not going to argue it's sort of, it's not a real scene because he's dreaming, but you know, there's been plenty of TV shows in history. There's several notable examples where the, the ending of the show is I woke up, it was all a dream. So, um, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I think it's done in a... It's just on the line for me of not kind of being a bit on the nose, but I just appreciate it for being a final Kimber Christian scene. So, um, yeah, that that's where I, I take this from. Yeah, and I think um, also, you know, just talked about that it wouldn't be a nip-tuck episode without a sex scene, and it feels like it wouldn't be a meaningful nip-tuck episode without some kind of dream sequence. It's something that has been a bit of a trademark for the show, for better or worse. Um, you know, so it, it does feel like it's one of those things that you, you, the show kind of demands in this last episode. So, yeah, it, it is really good. Um, you know, we, we kind of move on to our next scene, which is, uh, you know, it's the, the post-surgery scene between Sean and Ava um, with, with Raphael and he's obviously got, you know, a lot of scars from where they've taken these um, these wounds off him. Um, and um, it, it's quite an interesting thing because Sean talks about he's going to need several surgeries. And it's interesting that this is the point where we first raise this, that, you know, that they haven't actually talked about this beforehand. Um, but I guess that, you know, the way Ava has presented it to them is you will do this and, and nobody's really talked through the details with her which is you know, quite fascinating because then she kind of talks about you know sean drops this bomb on her that he's never going to look perfect um he's always going to have some degree of scarring um and you know that's the point where she basically is going to drop him like a you know like a bag of rubbish basically on the side of the road that you know oh that's a shame but i'm, you know, I'm after perfection and, and i'm not going to be able to have it with this child so it's kind of gone i mean i never really got the huge maternal instincts from ava even with adrian around um and you know her desire to be a mother to a perfect child is is something that kind of drives this her storyline towards the end here so um this it's a little bit of a um a bomb to drop at this point um but i, I guess it's effective in, in setting up the, the final kind of 20 minutes of this show i kind of see it though as working because like yeah it's a bit of a bomb but at the same time you read between the lines of the adrian stuff and you understand it and i mean her whole life has been about you know creating perfection and i mean again she maybe is the the subtle theme of the entire show. Like, she is the spokesperson because this is what the show is about, finding perfection, plastic surgery. And she is the ultimate creation, as we kind of had that, didn't we, with Alec Baldwin back in, you know, which is going to go down. Spoiler alert, is the greatest episode in Tuck in history, according to me. So I think it's... um it makes sense. It's kind of like they've taken something and added an extra layer to it and you understand it. So it, it's got many layer, levels of layers and complexities, which kind of sums up Ava as a character with this, you know, that she's striving for perfection. She's evil because she's just abandoning a child. And, you know, you also feel a bit of, you know, sorrow for her here and so much stuff here. And it's kind of even that line when, you know, she's just like, I'll never understand you. And, I mean, one thing I think it's interesting about this episode, we're talking about, like, the things like, oh, it wouldn't be an episode without a bit of gratuitous sex and, you know, a, a flashback and things like this. Like, they don't really go out of their way to do something over-the-top huge, do they? Like, big, shocking plot twist, which a lot of finales will still do. Like, they'll kill off a character, you know what I mean? Like, who will survive and things like that. So, in a way, I do appreciate that, though, as well. Like, they could have easily gone for something huge or something like that and... Who knows, like, Ava gets arrested. I, I don't even know. But the point is, this scene, I, yeah, I like this scene. 
Yeah, yeah, I think it's it, it is good, and um, it, it, as I say, it kind of sets us up for the last half of this episode. Um, yeah, which which is good, and uh, then we kind of move towards Sean has set up this nursery in the in the clinic for Liz. Um, and gosh, I don't know where he's found the time to do this. I guess uh, he probably just brought somebody in to do it uh, for him. Um, but yeah, and she's not happy. And this is where we kind of go back to the discussion that Sean and Julia had earlier that they needed to set some boundaries here and they haven't. And now Sean's really getting the, the kind of, you know, the gut punch really that Liz doesn't want him to be involved at all. She's not going to hide the fact of, of who the baby's father is, but, um, she's not going to be actively involving him and, um, you know, kind of really. It comes as a gut punch to him. You know, he's obviously been putting on this facade for the first half of this episode that everything's awesome and, and um, it's actually not. Um, and he's going to have to start to confront that. So, yeah, it's it's, um, it's quite a sad scene for Sean. Um, you know, one thing I've always liked about Liz is that she's always been uh, pretty upfront and honest. And, yeah, so I think that, you know, it's... it's um, it's a good scene and it, it feels, um, you know, correct for these two characters. Yeah, and... I, I can't disagree with anything, and I, I've sort of always said I like the way Liz's sort of arc ends, and it's satisfying. Um, and, you know, I think it's important to have this sort of scene as well to kind of, again, push Sean away. Um, and so this is this la- final Liz scene? Is it- oh, no, no, we've got some more stuff later on, haven't we? No, she's at the dinner table, isn't she? Um, oh, just, yeah, just at the dinner table, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but, yeah, I, I think that... Um, Everything he said, I agree with. Um, I mean, we don't get a Christian and Liz scene, I guess. Um, but what a shame that is, <laughs> considering a season where we were just absolutely hating everything to do with them. But, um, yeah, I don't have a whole lot to add. I mean, we're, we're always going to be happy that Liz is finally getting a chance now as, as being a mother and kind of doing it on her own, which I guess is kind of Liz. She's independent. She's strong. Um, you know, I sort of always said I wish she had been in more relationship, like as I said a couple of weeks ago when she was with that Daniela, but, uh, you know, kind of it makes sense for her to be independent, strong, and being, a, you know, a strong single mother. Yeah, and I, I guess we kind of get the point as well here that um, I didn't raise that Liz is kind of basically saying she's leaving, more or less, is, is the way I well, read it. Well, I think, it. And, I think um, she's basically implying that, um, that she will leave. She can't be around Sean but I'm assuming because yep. Sean's going to leave that she stays because that's when we see the, right, the, right. the Troy Cruise yeah. sign at the end. Which, I mean, that, yes, that's, yeah. I mean, that's one bit, actually. It's funny, like, you know, she said she's leaving. It's like, dude, we fucking just made you a partner. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's um it's all good stuff, and and then we move into probably what is our our one kind of comedy scene for this episode, and um you know so we kind of get the the Japanese porn, um and uh, you know so kind of you st- start this whole thing with um you know this guy kind of with this couple kind of having sex, and then Grandpa walks in, and um yeah, it's all just quite funny basically, you know. And, um, I've seen many movies like that. Yes, yes, I'm sure. Um, and yeah, so basically we have this whole thing of, um, you know, grandpa having sex with, with all these, these various, uh, um, actresses and leads to him having, um, I think as they say, a massive heart attack right after monster orgasm. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think Saturday night. And, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so yeah, this is the, this is the end of our character. Unfortunately, he dies here, but, uh, what a way to die, I guess. Well, I mean, yeah, you're not going to complain about that. Did, doesn't Christian say in one of these episodes, like, I can't remember what episode it was, that he was going to die in his 40s, surrounded by, like, big boobs or something like that? So, 
you know, I think there was something about that he would be he would be murdered by a um, a vengeful husband, yeah. you know, <laughs> in in the act, which you know kind of feels like that would have been a perfect ending for yeah. for the Christian character. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. I mean, there's nothing really much more to this guy. That that's basically. It. I'm not sure why the the two act, the actresses have kind of come to um um to the office to tell these guys why they could have just given them a phone call for it. I'm not entirely sure, but uh, I do love we got kind of get this overhead shot of him in the bed with all these you know these scantily clad women around him and you know he got this massive smile on his face as these kind of flowers and pe- you know, petals are falling on him it's it, it is pretty funny you know what it reminds me of this is like the most random thing but uh, i'm sure you've seen goldeneye of course you've seen goldeneye but you know the the scene when um bonds on the boat and he discovers the uh the naked uh admiral that funnily enough mk jansen has killed um and he kind of has that real oh, like yes. pleased yeah. look on his face it just reminds me of that yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, nice, nice link into uh, into an actress on the show. That's good. Well done. I'm, I'm impressed. King of Segways. Uh, I am the King of Segways. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, you've learned a thing or two along along this hundred <laughs> episodes. Um, I hope I've improved. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm not quite as racist <laughs> so as I was a hundred episodes ago. Um, no, no. Well, and uh, that's a good thing. Um, yeah. So we we kind of then move into um, Matt arrives at Christian's place. He wants Jenna, um, and um, kind of spins a line of bullshit. And I quite like the way they kind of do this. He basically says, "Oh, you know, he went to Ramona and pleaded for for her to take him back, and she agreed, but they're going to work on it." And but the flashback scene we kind of get is um, is showing that Matt's lying, and um, I, I really like it. They've done that. It's kind of um, a clever way of of giving us that information. Um, um, we, you know, right as he's telling the lie, we actually see that, you know, he's gone to the door and she's told him to get lost and thrown the ring back at him. So um, I, I love how they do that. It's it's um, a really n- neat and clever little way of providing us information in a quick manner. Um, yeah, without kind of, you know, spoiling the, the, the kind of surprise or wh- whatever you might say for Christian, you know, like Christian's none the wiser of that. So, yeah, it's it's, it's really interesting. We get um, a, a good final scene between the two of them. And um, it's actually quite a quite a feels like quite a sad scene between these two it's um yeah it's they don't kind of end on 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 good terms here i suppose it's um yeah this it's a sad ending yeah and i think it kind of sums them up it kind of sums up their journey you know i mean very first season you know christian's the cool uncle that kind of matt can go to to get condoms and prostitutes and go to strip clubs and I think it's it's always been well established that these two kind of just have been had trouble relationships, particularly when we find out that found out that Christian was his real dad. So, yeah, I like it. And again, just saying the word constantly matches so mature about this. And I agree with you. I think it's a great sort of little sort of side edit to see that you know Ramona's like spitting on him and everything on those lines, and it kind of opens the door. Like, you're like well, what's going to happen to Matt? You know, what's he going to do? Um, cause, mm. you know, I think kind of, I guess you should be able to connect the dots, people, but again, at the same time, it's still leaving a little bit open and we've got what, probably 20 or so minutes of this episode to go. Um, so yeah, I think that, um, you know, it's, it's a good scene. It's a good final scene between these two. I've got no complaints about how these two kind of have a conclusion scene like this. Yeah, and I kind of like the the kind of facial reactions from from um, Matt as well as he knows what he's about to do, and he's about you know he's about to take Jenna away from from Christian, and you know it's not something we've really focused on on the show, but obviously Jenna and Christian have a quite a good relationship because even though he's her grandfather, he's also been married to her mother, so he's I think he's been a de facto father, and you know in quite a big part for for Jenna, and 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 Matt knows that he's about to take Jenna away from from him forever, um, and you know so, so there's some good 
good acting going on within the the kind of facial expressions of John Hensley. So, you know, I think he's always been underrated on the show. So it's nice to always point out when I think he's doing something particularly good. I agree. And maybe this is the time to formally say that he's no longer underrated. He's rated enough as where he should be, <laughs> thanks to the Oz Network. <laughs> Yes, he's certainly certainly rated by us. That's uh, um, one of our favourites. Um, yeah, and so uh, then we kind of um, have the scene with with Sean and Raphael, and you know, it's interesting because earlier on we had this kind of thing between Christian and Ava, where he kind of talks about, you know, I know you don't love Matt because I know that you love Raphael because of the way you look at him, and um, we kind of get these scenes here where Sean's looking at, at Raphael in this way and i think that that's um yeah uh, we're kind of building up that story that basically you know sean's got this connection with this kid and he feels like he can you know he can use his skills to do some good for the child so um it's, it's a really good scene you know um basically we get this information that um somebody is coming from arizona or something to kind of take the child the next day and sean says no that won't be happening um so yeah it's kind of setting up a collision course for for how this is all going to end um yeah so i think that that's a, it's quite a nice little scene really yeah, I I agree, and um, I mean I don't have a whole lot to to add, um, but you know I think kind of as you're saying, it's sort of setting things up to what we're going to have basically with them. So and you know just Sean's yeah. acting, I mean sorry Dylan Walters acting and just everything here, you know it's it, it's good. I I don't have a whole lot to add. I I just think you summed it up pretty well. Mm. Yeah, I think even the the re- the reactions that we get out of Julia McMahon, I think are. Uh, are really good as well. Um, so yeah, I think it's, it's, it's nice. It's good stuff. And then we get the, the traditional, it would have been a shame not to have had the, this scene, um, you know, on our, uh, um, our final episode, which is, you know, something of a, a staple on the show, which is the kind of family dinner type of thing that we've, we've seen a few times on the show. And it's usually set to music and not a lot of dialogue. And, and this is definitely the same thing there. About the only dialogue we kind of get is the, the information that Matt couldn't make it. Um, you know, had some big job come up at Ramona's work or whatever so um he's obviously lying and making his own plans but the rest of them are all there and um this is our final annie sighting so get excited for that um but yeah we kind of see all these guys around a table and um this is kind of one of those ones where i kind of think you know we're talking about um in, in terms of timing and you know the, the jumps in time because obviously when you see you get the shot of connor connor's quite a bit older than he was the last time we saw him. So I'm very confused about the timeline as well. It's it's not a major. And I'd also say probably Annie looks like she's grown quite a bit as well. So it's um it, it's a little bit confusing. It, it, it's not really distracting for me. But um I, I think especially Connor looks like he's, you know, he looks about kind of five or something now. You know, it's, it, um yeah, it's, it's a little bit unclear. But yeah, and I think probably the big thing that we'll take away from this is that we've got the same music that we had in the, whatever the name of the song is, you know, it's the same one that we used at the end of season two um which is very appropriate given that you know we're getting to this ava stuff to kind of finish off the show uh i'm kind of sad we don't get a final sean and matt scene that's one thing that i think we don't get uh i I kind of wish they like as much as i like the christian scene that we had with matt before i kind of still wish we had matt at dinner here just to kind of really close it off and maybe he could have just gone afterwards and had the scene with like sean and matt together at the end like that's maybe just a nitpick Mm. Um, this is one of the two scenes that I'm going to say should be in the final five. Um, it's tricky because I, I feel you might go for the next one over this one, but we'll have to wait and see next <laughs> week. Um, there's still one more that I assume we both will agree with. But, um, yeah, I just think that this, like, 
All I Know by Art Garfunkel. I talked so highly about that um, in the best episode of Nick Tuck, um, Joan Rivers. So there's just something about this song that just, it just sets it off. I'm not going to lie and say that I did not have a few tears in my eyes in this scene. Because, um, I mean, it's just, this is what Nip Tuck did so well. Like, I mean, kind of shows will have a, a real stereotypical moment of a show that kind of, you know, you know from that show. And to me, this is one of them. Uh, you know, like, tell me what you don't like about yourself. The dinner revolving scene. Like, this was something that we've had so many times. And it just sums up kind of the, the characters of this show and just the, the, the use of the music. Um, just, I just think this scene is just fantastic. Um, you could have ended the series on this, uh, you know, scene as well. Like, there's just another one here you could have ended it on. So, yeah, Connor's aged. Um, Wilbur's exactly the same because we know it's the same actor. Annie, yep, she's a young girl now. Um, just take this moment in, folks. Bye, Annie. Um, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that just sums her up. She's in the last episode. She says what, like three lines, and then she just walks out a door. Um, never to be seen again on TV. Follow her on Instagram. Um, but yeah, I, I, I love this scene. I really, really love this scene. And like, I, I debated about this scene in the next scene. Um, because I mean, there could be three in this episode then that we could kind of argue for. Um, because I mean. I see the merits in the next scene, but I just think the final scene between Sean and Christian warrants more than the next scene. But anyway, we're about to get to that. I just love this scene, and I'm going to definitely push for this being in the top five. Well, I think what the things I like about it is that you do go and get those final goodbyes, and, you know, even from Julia, and I like Look the lunch. Look after for you know, me. Like, that's a nice line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like the even the one before that, where she kind of says, you know, I, I, whenever the next time we're all together, it will be like a day's not gone by. And, you know, I quite like that. I think that's a, a really nice way to end the scene. I, there's lots of ways you could have done this. You could have done this with lots of tears, and um, that would have been really, really easy to overdo this. And it's not, you know, it's not overdone. It's kind of done pretty much to Perfection. So, yeah, I think it's going to be quite hard in terms of we might end up quite highly stacked with finale um, scenes, which isn't a bad thing at all. Um, yeah, I think it's if, if you're getting good scenes out of the finale, then we, we're probably doing something right here, or we've done something wrong over the, the course of the whole season, which might be true as well. Um, so, yeah, but I think it, it does really work. It's this kind of nice, sweet scene without being overly overly sappy. So, yep, I'm I'm loving it as well. Um, and then we kind of move into uh, this is the one I'm probably going to be um, um, be advocating for a little bit more because I think this is really the moment where you know I've spent a lot of time talking about um, Christian's irredeemable and um, I think this is the moment where he maybe w- wins me over again because you know, as we've talked earlier in the in the episode is that sure Christian's going to have to make this decision about the, the the biggest most selfless act that he can do and the biggest sacrifice he can make is to let Sean go and live his own life because. While we spend a lot of time talking about Sean is relying on Christian, Christian is every bit as rely, reliant on Sean um, to kind of hold him up and, and um, make him who he is. And so you know, Christian knows that Sean wants to go away and do more with his life than just doing the odd tip job or whatever. He actually wants to go away and, and use his skills to, to do something meaningful in life. And so this is the moment where we kind of get it. You know, Christian calls Sean in and for a consult and we kind of get, go through the whole thing of, you know, tell me what you don't like about yourself, which I think is really cool. Um, and, you know, um, Christian kind of forces it upon him and kind of says that, you know, um, he's dissolving the partnership and he wants Sean to take Raphael home and, and stay there and do some good with his skills. And, um, you know, and, and he's also given some um, some one-way tickets to, where is it, Hungary or wherever the hell it Bucharest, is? I, I lose Romania. Track. Yeah, 
Romania, thanks. Yeah, I lose track of where the hell we're going. So yeah, and uh, yeah, and so I think that that's you know just a really nice. It's it's this is the Christian moment for me. And you know we talked about that. I think there's a lot of character development for Sean. Is that Sean has always been the one who wants to do more with his life and with his skills than just what he's doing. But Christian's been that one who just doesn't really care. But this is the moment where Sean, where Christian makes a sacrifice, and I think it's really important to note that because this is the as close as it gets to character development for for Christian that he has seen that it's not just about him that it's about doing what's right for you know his best friend and his you know de facto brother and um this is the moment where Christian makes that that selfless act or that that sacrifice so I think it's a really important scene to to point out that this is Christian's big moment really and I don't disagree with a word you said and I would not definitely in any way be opposed to this being in the top five. I guess I was just a little bit more strict in saying that I've chosen two from this episode and it's going to be the one we just had before and one we're going to have very shortly. But again, I, I look, I honestly don't care if we had three episodes, three scenes from the final episode in the top five because sometimes you warrant that in a final episode if you do it right. Um, and again, we've gone over many moments of this season where we're like, yeah, maybe this could be in the top five, maybe this could be in the, like, there's not been overall standouts. With the exception of Kim's suicide, I feel as though, yeah, we'll get to that next week. But, um, I mean, absolutely agree with everything you say. I mean, I know we've got one more scene to come with these two. And, again, I'm going to be an advocate for that to be in the final five, as long with kind of what follows afterwards, because it's kind of one sort of scene altogether. Um, but this absolutely is sort of almost like the more emotional moment between the two, because it's kind of... The next scene is just kind of going to be like a brief hug in the airport and, they, you know, just a look. Whereas this is sort of, yeah, like as you said, the ultimate sacrifice from Christian. So, um, think back to the very first episode and sort of that first arc when, you know, Sean leaves for the first time and he's going to go out on his own and kind of Christian just will not let him go. Like smashing that dollar we first made, you know, like I'll sue you, like, you know, try me, like, you know, just getting so mad at him for like leaving him. And yet here we go. Finally, this is kind of like, you know, the ultimate conclusion and the sacrifice, as you said. And yeah, we've nitpicked at some time differences. Yeah, we've nitpicked at a couple of continuity issues. You know, they don't speak Spanish anymore, things like that. But, you know, what shows kind of have that from episode one to episode six to kind of really bookend each other? And whether that's deliberate or not, who knows? Uh, but I mean, Ryan Murphy wrote the pilot, he wrote the finale. So there's got to be some sort of deliberate nature in that as well. But yeah, anyway, my point is don't disagree with the word you say. It's a great scene. And for sure, I think that, yeah, this definitely should or could or will be in the top five. Yeah, and I think, you know, for me, I just want to go back to it's that it really is Christian's moment here. And, um, you know, he's he's done a lot of bad things in this this whole series and especially in this this last season. And we needed this. We really, really needed this, because if we if we'd gone out with this being all about Sean and, and Christian not having this moment of redemption, as far as I'm concerned, then that would have left a really, really sour taste in my mouth that, you know, Christian's just an asshole. And, and this is the moment that brings him back to to being somebody that we can actually get on side with. So that's why it's really important to me. Um, you know, the, I think all the other scenes are really, really good too, but I think this is potentially the important one. If I was going to kind of, you know, try and 
explain why it's different. But that's definitely a discussion we will be having next week. It's a, it's a great scene. They're all great scenes, which, which makes it really, really hard. Um, yeah, and I do like how we kind of walk out from that and kind of get the slow-mo as he kind of walks out and the signs are really being changed to Troy Cruz, you know. So um, they move they move fast around here when it comes to, to changing things um, in terms of signage. So, yeah, all that stationery is going to be expensive, isn't it? Especially if they've already... <laughs> Uh, already bought the the McNamara Troy Cruise one. That's going to be expensive. So yeah, and and then we kind of get into our our airport scenes, which feels an appropriate place to end the show. Really, is um you know we've talked about there's been some big moments and in, in the airport at Miami Airport for the most part, but um here we are in uh, in LAX. I it's assume the same I, I don't know. Freaking airport. Can I just say the set is exactly the same? <laughs> <laughs> well, every airport looks the same, doesn't it? Unless it's Singapore. They're That's all racist against same. airports, next. <laughs> well they're designed that way aren't they aren't they designed to make you feel like you're in the same place but yeah it's uh and and this is actually a really really good scene too because this is the kind of matt scene and as we've talked about you know a, a little bit in this this episode is that this is where matt kind of makes that decision basically where they're all at the airport and um well no they're not so, so ava's at the airport and then matt turns up with with jenna and um you know makes the speech where he kind of says that um you know, he, he knows that Ava doesn't love him, but, um, he's got something that Ava wants, which is this perfect child. And, um, he can live with the fact that she's never going to love him, um, because he'll get to have her and she'll get to have Jenna. So it's kind of like this, um, this bargain that they're all making that none of them are going to be 100% happy, but it's the, they're all going to get something they want out of it. And, um, you know, I watched this and I wasn't really sure what to make of it, but as I've kind of ruminated on it, you know, as, you know, in a few, few hours or days or whatever it is after watching it, I think it's, it feels like the right thing for this character. I really do like where they kind of leave him that Matt has been through, you know, a river of shit basically and, and a lot of it of his own making. But it kind of ends here with him accepting that his life is not going to be happy um, always or maybe even often. It's it's going to be a miserable experience for him. But this is the best bet he's got at getting his own happiness. And it's also a good opportunity for him to, to find happiness for his daughter and, you know, it's kind of an agreement they're all entering into, eyes wide open, and um, it kind of shows a level of, of I don't know if maturity, but acceptance from him that um, you know life isn't great, and you've just got to make the most out of it. So it, it feels like a really fitting end for for that character, I think. I agree with everything you say, and the interesting thing you keep saying about, like, with Ava and kind of like you know, like yeah, no, she doesn't love him. I, I read it differently. I, I read it as just. It's in the middle. It's in the middle. Like, I don't think it's a flat out. She doesn't love him because I, I definitely think there's something there. Like, yeah, she's a manipulator. Yeah, she likes control, but she also does kind of come back to Matt again. You know what I mean? Like, unless there was an Ava spinoff where this is what she just does to everyone, and it wouldn't surprise me if she does. But I, I feel as though there's something more with Matt that just is kind of it's meant to be implied that's there. And that, like, maybe it's not, like, utterly, utterly devoted love like Matt feels for her. But I still feel that, like, there is definitely some form of love there. That's just the way I read it. it and that's kind of the the openness of it. Like, you're not meant to just feel completely like she 100% doesn't love him. She's just doing this for whatever reason. Um, I That's just how I interpret it. And But, like, I also definitely see and agree with everything you're saying about with Matt that kind of, like... He's just accepting and the maturity, using the word mature this episode that he has in this episode of accepting his life. 
he's not blaming his dads anymore. He's not doing this. He's not doing that. You know, and it's it's all well and good to blame these people because I think he would have every right to do that with some of the people in his life. But at the same time, he's not exactly been Mr. Innocent this whole time as we have discovered as well. So, yeah, a, a perfect ending. Like, again, I brought up the suicide question before just because I thought it was an interesting topic, but... I mean, I think I alluded to it with um, John Hensley too when we spoke to him that I, I absolutely loved the ending of his character and uh, extremely satisfied with him walking off into the sunset with Ava and, and Jenna. Yeah, and I think probably as well, it's not something that we we delve into with Ava in this little story arc that she gets over a couple of episodes, but there's that kind of background, you know, scenario for her basically where she has, um, you know, she she's um, a, a transsexual and, you know, that people, if they find out about that, will think of her differently. And, you know, she also accepts that Matt knows that and he doesn't care. And, you know, so he may not be the kind of perfect man, but he also, you know, in the areas that really matter, you know, she she can trust that he's not going to find something out about her in bulk. So, yeah, I think it's um it, it, it's good. Yeah. Agree. Completely agree. And um, All right. eulogise Ava, eulogise Matt. I mean, we, we could do that really next week and in the finale, but... um. Yeah, great ending. Yeah, yeah, very much so. And uh, so this brings us to what was essentially our final scene ever on the oh, show, I guess. Um, drum roll. And so it's yeah, and and, and it's it's you know it's, it's a good one. It's, so obviously it's the two the two main characters kind of walking to the departure gate um, with Raphael. And um, yeah, it's, there's not a lot really to the scene, I suppose. It's basically just you know Christian kind of walks Sean up there. Um, they kind of have this hug, um, you know, and, and then they depart. And you know, Sean kind of walks through the gate has one last look back and I kind of think you expect that Christian's going to look back and they're going to have this kind of moment of eye contact and I actually really love that they don't do that you know because to me that that would have been the real cliched way to do it but it's basically you know Sean's one last look before he lets go and um, it just feels so right on that level you know that it, it really feels like a simple ending we could have drawn this out and made it really um, kind of um, you know, sappy and all that kind of thing. And I guess that, as I've kind of explained in a few other scenes, that's not something I was looking for. So um, I'm, I'm really satisfied with kind of how these two kind of depart. And then we kind of get the final kind of kicker on all of this as we come full circle because Christian goes straight to the bar at the airport seemingly. And um, he, what the hell's up with that kind of flower thing he's wearing on his thing <laughs> anyway? But anyway, um, <laughs> and yeah, we kind of get this final final scene where he's kind of at the bar and um, we get this Kimber lookalike and um, you know it's basically a replaying of the first scene where he's at the bar and says that he's got surgery the next morning and, and she does the same reaction that Kimber had and um, and that's where we leave it you know that's that's the final scene uh, we kind of uh, uh, end the whole show on so it's uh, I do like how they kind of these guys have a story arc but we also do a bit of a full circle thing to, to bring us back around to the ending I think this is a top five moment. I, I think you've got to be hard-pressed to disagree with it. <laughs> um, I, I just, yeah, like, this is one of the things that I had a, maybe a bit of a different feeling from the first time I watched it, and it's, I've warmed around to it, because I guess I was one of the people who felt like maybe these two need to conclude on a little bit more of a bigger moment, like an emotional cry or a bigger hug and, a, you know, I don't know, something. But it's just done in a way that works. Like, you're right. Like, it would be cliche to kind of have that, but... Yeah, it just works and just kind of when you hear the piano of all I know again, like it just kind of, it's there and, um, ah, it's just, it's just so good. And just the way they kind of, it walks off and just, just such a great way to end it. And just the, I said this several times that I love a show that really bookends themselves with mentions from the very first episode. And 
this reminds me a lot of kind of how Will and Grace ended. I know Will and Grace has come back since it's ended, but, uh, you know, we kind of had the final scene was sort of just an absolute flashback to how the first episode um, Will and Grace ended. And it's, it's not the only example. There are plenty of other examples where they do it. You know, Third Watch, as much as that struggle with keeping continuity, and spoiler alert if you're listening to this and have, are still watching along with Third Watch, but I guess the final scene of Third Watch has the same song they used in the final <laughs> moments of the first episode. Like, just little things yeah. like that, which as a fan who puts so much service into these shows, I appreciate. Um, so, yeah, this final scene is just... Just top notch, like just the everything about this scene. Just rehashing the moment he meets Kimber. You know, can I buy you a drink? I don't drink. Uh, you know, oh no, that's the last one. I've got to operate in the morning. Oh, you're a doctor, plastic surgeon. The end. Like it's just yeah, just you can't ask for a better ending than that. Because I mean, I think this is where like if we could sit here and come up with potential endings, which I'm sure maybe will be super cliche. Um, and you know, it's not completely ambiguous or open-ended, I mean, but at the same time, and I'm sure we can talk about this when we wrap up this in a couple of weeks, is that I feel as though, like, there were maybe some elements which they kind of loosely do leave it in a way that they could bring this back one day. So, yeah, um, fine, perfect way to end it. All I know by, you know, Art Garfunkel, like, really just, you know, up there with Cars by Gary Newman as maybe the two most memorable songs in this show. Um, but yeah, anyway, I, I'm rambling. It's sad that this is it. This is over with. And, um, it's, it's a finale that I think you kind of, even if you binge watch this in like a week, you still kind of leave, as I think we said at the beginning, you're satisfied. You're not blown away. Um, but you're not leaving this going, holy fuck, you know, is Tony Soprano dead? Like, you know, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of everything you need it to be. It's, um, you know, I think it's understated. It's not um, hugely kind of emotional and, and over the top. It, 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 yeah, it does the job that you needed it to do. And um, that's kind of what I said last week. I think it's quite a competent ending without being, I don't think it smashes it out of the park as the most amazing ending you could ever hope for. But I also think it's a really solid ending. You know, it's, 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 um, it's kind of everything you need it to be without it being, um, you know, anything too spectacular to, to, to kind of just pose a really random question here because i feel we brought this up at the end of season four in that i think i mentioned then that i would have been almost satisfied had nip tuck ended at season four even with the way they ended it with them moving to hollywood standing in front of that sign nip tuck and i'm sure they would have done things differently slightly to conclude a lot of other characters but i mean it's a weird thing to say because that was never meant to be a serious finale but do you think that had they rejigged that slightly, it would have been a more uh, as a satisfying ending to kind of lead them off, like, hey, they're moving off to a new life in Los Angeles, that's it, that's Nip Tuck, or do you feel this works better? I think if they'd kind of done the whole we're going to, to LA and then not followed through on that, I think there always would have been that question of, are they going to reboot the show? And I think you kind of leave this going, this is a definitive ending. And yeah. um, I think I think that... I guess the you know the larger question is was it worth going through another two seasons to get to this moment? I think that's a and, sweet question. You know, I think I've got some mixed feelings. Yeah, I've got I've got some mixed feelings about that, obviously, and we'll probably get into that next week when we kind of recap the episode. But uh, the sorry, the season. But um, 
I think this is kind of more of what I'm looking for. I think I think if we'd stopped at season four, we probably would have had a, as we've talked about, a probably more overall memorable show. People would still be talking about it as a really top level show. Um, but I do think that this is a definitive ending. Um, I think you can walk away really satisfied with what you've got. And I think if you'd kind of ended it at season four, you might like the show more overall. But I think maybe the ending wouldn't have been as as kind of fulfilling. Yeah, no, I think that's a, that's a good answer. Um, I think I probably would agree with it. Uh, I, I think ultimately that, you know, had season four been the finale, and again, this is something to talk about, not next week, two weeks time, um, it would have been different. We would have had definitely things they wouldn't, couldn't have ended it how we had season four. There would have been a few things they would have had to tweak around it, but, um, you know, I think kind of it, it's still, yeah, imagine if that this show had been cancelled um, at the end of season five and that was the ultimate cliffhanger. You know, you don't have cancer anymore. You know, good luck on your wedding. So, yeah. 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 Well, I guess that kind of wraps it up for us. I mean, we'll obviously be back next week and be talking about season six and then we'll follow that up with an overall um, series recap. But uh, we do need to do our, our 100th rating of this episode. So um, I'll, I'll uh, let you have the honours of going first um, before I, <laughs> I round it out. So is it a buy rent or a bin on this episode? It's a buy. Uh, I mean, we've come out of this not hating it. We've come out of this satisfied. We've come out of it, you know, for the most part, enjoying what we're seeing. So I think you, those elements are a buy. Uh, it's not the greatest episode of Nip Tuck by all stretch of the means. Uh, and to point that out, I will end this as the lowest official buy of Nip Tuck. Uh, so this is 52nd. Uh, so I've had 52 out of 100 buys. Um, and I think it, it sort of sits it as a middle to middle of the range episode. And I, I think that's a satisfactory spot. So. Yeah, I mean, we might go over this more in our series recap in terms of what I've got in my top 10, my bottom 10, things like that. And who knows, Nick, you might even have time to sort of jot down maybe your most memorable, least memorable, whatever you want to do. I mean, if you want to rank all 100 in, you know, two weeks, go for your life. But, um, yeah, uh, I, I think it's a buy. I, I feel you can't go out of this not wanting to buy this episode. Yeah, I think I'm pretty much right there with you. That it's, um, I think in the cold light of day, this this isn't um, a, a top level episode, but it does everything you need it to do for a, for a series finale. It kind of it closes all the all the loops. Um, and yeah, it's actually funny because I stopped and thought about how many shows have I kind of watched like this and got to the end, and and how satisfied did I feel with the the very last episode? And um, I couldn't actually remember that many. I'm not somebody that watches a lot of shows like this, if I'm being brutally honest. And so I haven't got to the end of a lot of shows um you know probably my only two um you know points of reference are breaking bad which i think has a a, a similar type of thing like i think it's a it's a very competent and good ending but I, I don't think that the final episode of breaking bad is the best episode um and the only other one i can think of off the top of my head is actually um um six feet under which has got actually a really good final episode the way they kind of end that show is is really really good um and i think this is 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 good it's it's competent it does everything you need it to do and i think it kind of hits you in the it hits you in the feels as the say and you know so i think you do kind of have those emotional um reactions to this episode which if you kind of walked away from this just feeling like oh yeah well that's over Uh, you know that wouldn't be good you know the fact that you've got some kind of emotional uh moments to kind of end it on is really really important they do a good job with that stuff so um i think from that perspective it has to be a buy even if i think that the the, all the pieces aren't um, the absolute best so yeah kind of sits somewhere right in the middle for me as well i would guess 
Yeah, and I agree with everything, and I think kind of I'm always one who likes to be critical of finales or, you know, like, to, to me, it's your last chance to get something right or, and leave you on a high or leave you on a satisfactory, you know, and I'm similar. Like, I've probably watched a lot more shows to the end than you, but, like, in terms of ones that really have stuck with me, I mean, I am one a person that, yeah, again, like, kind of appreciates them more over time. There are some How I Met Your Mother that, you know, just will never get better for me. It just, it just, it just leaves such a bad taste in my mouth. But, um, you know, something like Smallville is a random example. I mean, that was a show that kind of, you know, I loved in the beginning and kind of it was just one of these ones you really faded out. Like, you didn't hate it, but you just kind of, it was a background show. Even when you're watching it for the first time, you're not completely paying attention to it as much as I would with other shows. But I don't, that's always my go-to answer for, like, what is the one show that really satisfied the fuck out of me? And that was more as a Superman fan. Um, and I know a lot of people, it's the opposite. I've seen lists of top ten worst series finales of all time, and I've seen Smallville on it, which I just disagree with. But um, anyway, like, my point is, you know, finale is there to do it. And there's different types. We know that shows can be cancelled after a season that you never get a proper conclusion a show can be cancelled halfway through a season so it's rushed to a to a closing um but i mean this is a definitely a show which was you know the writing was on the wall for two years and kind of ultimately after such a bad start to this season they kind of did a pretty decent job with it and we'll talk about that next week yeah yeah very much so and um i think we can walk away feeling feeling pretty happy with that so um i you know uh, ultimately a, a good feeling to end on which is which has got to be a good thing so um yeah we will come back next week and talk about season six first and 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 have a discussion about uh this season overall before we kind of do a final um series wrap up but um yeah i mean that will be a bit of up and down really in terms of the things we've liked the things we haven't liked and yeah i suspect that kind of five five um, moments is probably going to be stacked for things from the, the last five or six episodes um maybe even the last two episodes um so yeah i think and, and there's nothing wrong with that i think that you know i'd rather be talking about stuff in the last couple of episodes than stuff in the first two that we've long since forgotten so it's hard to believe that teddy was in the start of the season it, it feels like a long time ago yeah, exactly um so yeah i mean we'll, we'll enjoy coming back and talking to you about that so um make sure you're still doing all the usual things you do for us which is you know follow us on, on social media whether it be twitter or youtube or um facebook um make sure you give us a rating on itunes and and yeah we'd love to hear any feedback you've got because we'd we, you know we'd really like to know what other people are thinking about this show um but yeah i guess um in terms of of um the overall episode by episode um recaps we are officially done now so we're just putting the icing on the cake of this one for the next couple of weeks um it's been an awful lot of fun going through these episodes and uh definitely a moment of sadness now that we're kind of wrapping it all up but uh we will come back to to celebrate the show over the next couple of weeks and we hope you'll join us to do so um in the meantime um i've been nick and uh excited terrified grateful and my name is ben and finally after 100 bloody times of hearing it i'm glad you finally realize what i don't like about myself thank you for listening to the oz network don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week for more information hit us up at the oznetwork.net